Like it just sounds like. Did you do you hear that on your end at all? A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, superheroes, and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, the dominoes fall. Oh, okay. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll understand that one later, guys. Uh, <laughs> Thor's Ragnarok is looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. Looking pretty good. Uh, the Tick is filming again, Mike, in case you didn't know. All right. And more. You know, with Ragnarok, since like this was kind of like a, a big news week for that specific movie, like, you know, you and I both are always trying to find kind of like punny titles for the podcast, you know, something that's not too vague, you know, something that everyone can read and understand. So I was like, well, well we already made the, the Ragnarok and Roll pun. And I just can't think of any more puns to go with Ragnarok. And I was like, well, maybe that's just the only one. I think we should just be happy we got that one out of there. So uh, Ragnarok, if anybody out there has any puns to go with that, I would be happy to hear them. <laughs> yes. Uh, let us know. That way, the next time we have Ragnarok re- news, I guess when the trailer drops, we can we can put it in there. Because we, we, we're out. After two years, we're out of Ragnarok puns. We're, we're done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Actually, if you guys know of any big news stories that happened during the week and you think you just have like the perfect punny title for the podcast, just uh, tweet us our way and there's a good chance we'll probably use it if it meets our high quality of standards over here at the Slate. Yeah, let me tell you. So I put an episode title on every folder every week, and uh, in the past probably fifty episodes, Mike has used zero of them. So uh, <laughs> well, it, it's only because like uh, you like one day you told me like, oh yeah, it's fine. You could call the episodes whatever you want. And I was like, oh really? I felt yeah. like this this new sense of like creativity in my brain. <laughs> so like sometimes like sometimes it's like just to like cram the words just like into like the images that we make for the podcast. So I'm just like, oh Chris, this is a good title, but you're like one word too long and it doesn't work without it so yeah you do it you, we do what we can over here you know Nine, 90 percent of the time i don't find out the episode's title until after the episode is done so uh I, that's just a little fun fact about to, superheroes Lake. to be fair if you want to hear a little bit more inside baseball even when we were going by your titles we would finish recording the episode and you'd be like wait what did i call this episode again so you <laughs> would. didn't even remember you didn't even remember them anyway so hey hey ne- next week's news starts as soon as we stop recording so i gotta get yeah. on that yeah, pretty quick so um, there you go. Some fun facts about the superhero slate for you this week, guys. Yeah. Um, I also I just want to throw this out there. I went to uh, some 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 fun facts. I went to Lexington Comic and Toy Con yesterday. Yeah. And this is the mysterious time of the year where you're like at a convention every weekend, and I don't even know what it is, but there's always like random pictures of you, and I was just like, where is he? Is he? He's not in Chicago yet. No, I think he's in some city down there in the mixture of the Midwest <laughs> and the South. Not quite Louisville, but Lexington, another another <laughs> L city in in Kentucky, uh, which actually had a lot of I think had a lot of big people there. Um, all the original bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back who were in the costumes were there. Uh, I got pictures of the voice of Goku uh, from Dragon oh, Ball Z. Awesome. Uh, the voice of Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life was there. Um, oh, cool! He's gonna have some more work soon. They're bringing that show back for a movie. Yeah, uh, a bunch of bunch of stuff like that. A bunch of Power Rangers, like tons of old Power Rangers I never even heard of were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think the biggest draw was the Jay and Silent Bob panels that they had there. So mm-hmm. um, cool, big, big lines for those. Uh, oh 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 oh, and the guy who played Shades and um, Luke Cage. Uh, man, I can't even think of his name right now. Well, I all I can say is I yeah. sense that you're bearing the lead here because I, I think the bigger news here is uh, <laughs> I saw an awesome picture that you posted on social media uh, this weekend, and I want to hear I want to hear the story behind it. Yes, so if you follow our Facebook page, you will see I posted a picture of myself and actor Sean Gunn, the brother of James Gunn, and you might recognize him from such films as Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I think he's in the trailer. Uh, he played the character Craglin in those and yeah um, 
Now, now someone... people people out there might assume he is the lesser of the guns because you know his. I don't know if uh, uh, James Gunn is his is his older brother or not, but uh, I personally love Sean Gunn, and this household over here does because we're big Gilmore Girls fans, and he plays Kirk yeah. in Gilmore Girls, and he is hilarious in that show, whether you like it or not. His character is funny, so I was I showed the picture to my wife, and I was like, look. Chris met Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> well, also he uh, he did the mocap for Rocket Raccoon in mm-hmm. uh, the first Guardians movie, so a lot of that. And uh, as someone pointed out on my Facebook page, um, people might recognize him from his line: "Captain's got to teach stuff." Uh, hmm. Whenever uh, the the Ravagers get Quill uh, at nowhere, so I, that was cool. I got I got my that's my brand new superhero slate shirt. That's my new purple one. Um, yeah, as well I like that. that. I'm wearing. Uh, from T Public, uh, really, really happy with with that. And then um, I had a longer sleeve, darker purple one that actually was really cool to wear this week as well because the weather was chilly, chilly here, chilly. So uh, I got a, I got that picture. That was the only picture I got uh, with anyone this weekend. Um, went and bought some few comic books, a few pop vinyls, and and called it a day. Uh, so that that was my weekend, Mike. But you you were at a con, but of a different con. Oh man! So which I my... did not know was this weekend. <laughs> Until so, after the fact, my uh, my Saturday morning was a, a a whirlwind to say to say the least. So basically, uh, if you have gone to Comic Con bef- before, as in the previous year, you are eligible for the Comic Con uh, presale tickets. This is the San Diego Comic Con, uh, to be exact. So uh, I don't know exactly what percentage of badges they sell during the pre-registration, but I, it's pretty low. Like you, you're you're gonna have like a pretty low chance. So maybe like ten, maybe twenty percent, all go on that presale. But anyway. So I had my wife in a waiting room. I was in a waiting room. We had our friend of the show, Quentin Parker, was also in a, in a waiting room. We we're just waiting to see which one of the three of us breaks into this digital waiting room to get badges. And if, if anybody's familiar with this, you understand the process of the waiting room. It's like you just have this just uh, taunting uh, animated gif of this spinning loading icon that just stares you in the face. That's just reminding you that you don't need to refresh the page. And you get these little yellow banner updates telling you like little quirky, funny things about like, oh, don't worry. There's still badges left. You'll still be able to, I don't know, see more strange things of the Comic-Con. I don't know. They try to be hip with these uh, updates. Uh, but uh, once the people start to buy tickets, you start to see these ominous signs of just like uh, preview night badges are, are selling quickly. Uh, they might be gone soon. And then you see your first update of, oh, Wednesday night badges are now sold out. But don't worry. All the other days are still available. So you start to get the sweat. You're just, oh, no, I'm still in this waiting room. It's all randomized when you get in. You don't really know when you're going to get a badge. Uh, so you're just like, oh, crap, I'm probably going to get in there. The only thing that's going to be left is Sunday. And that's just that's just not as fun. But the clouds parted, the sun rays just uh, dropped down on me and bathed me in light, and I got in, and I was able to get the best combination of days, I think, for a San Diego Comic-Con, which is a Friday and Saturday, so I will be at San Diego Comic-Con again this year. I think I'm going on six years in a row, and it's going to be super awesome, so I'll be there uh, supporting Superhero Slate, getting all the news that I can, Mm -hmm. so we should have as always, a super awesome Comic-Con special episode coming up in at the end of July. So, whew, I'm stoked. Yes, always. my favorite, One of my favorite ones, because I always have more news than Mike, and he was there uh, <laughs> to talk about. But well, I, yeah, I'd really... it's, just, it's just impossible to even, like, keep up with any of it. But, man, the vibe down there is so cool. Uh, I'm sure people that are listening to this podcast are, are familiar with the con, and if you ever have wanted to go to, like, Nerd Mecca, <laughs> you gotta go. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, had I, had I known this, I'd have been like, Mike, save me a spot. But you know what? <laughs> Maybe next time. Well, but it's it's, a- pre, it's pre-registration. I only could have got you a badge if you went last year. So don't worry. If you guys still want to go to Comic-Con this year, um, you can still do the open registration. Uh, I think it's probably going to be maybe in a month, maybe two months. I'm not really sure when they do it, but it basically gives the open public the ability to buy the badges. So keep an eye out for that, and I wish you luck. <laughs> yes, yes. Good luck to everyone. Um, if it comes available, Mike, um, will you post it on social media for us? That way, people. Oh know? yeah. Oh yeah. If I okay. could, if I if I see it, I'll let everybody know. Great. Well, that's cool. That's that's glad. I'm glad to know. I'm actually maybe this year we can bring in Quentin uh, in, on the show as well and talk about your guys' experience because it's always fun talking about San Diego. Awesome. Yeah, so, I love it. So we'll do that. But um, I, I it's time to get into the news, and the only reason I want to talk about this is because I think you're going to get to witness a lot of this at San Diego this year, Mike. 
And mm-hmm. that is Thor's Ragnarok. Yeah, we, we've been kind of waiting for news like this to drop. Yes, so we got our first official, like, tons of images of Thor Ragnarok this yeah, week. Yeah, this, this is, I think, would be considered, like, the first official, I guess, look at Thor. Mm-hmm. No, no longer concept art, no longer hypotheticals. We get a look at Thor, uh, Valkyrie, Loki, Bruce Banner... Hella in a, and and the most surprising Jeff Goldblum look I've mm-hmm. ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, and he was the fly. He was the fly. <laughs> so, um, kind of gonna break this down a little bit. I think to, if I could describe this this in one word, Mike, one word to describe all of this look of this upcoming Thor Ragnarok, colorful. Yeah, I think colorful or whimsical, something along those lines. So there's a lot of shocking things I think we can talk about through these photo sets, but just to hit on your colorful vibe, uh, they seem to be highlighting, I would assume it's the it's this uh, war planet, possibly, where uh, maybe the fighting between uh, Thor and Hulk ends up taking place, because it's very colorful, it's totally un-Asgardian. There's no way that this mm-hmm. is some like weird neighborhood in Asgard where there's like like a like a I don't know like a 1990s arcade or something like that. <laughs> it just looks very colorful, kind of like a I kind of felt like a daycare when I saw it almost. I don't know. How did you feel when you saw it? So to me, it reminds me much of like the 70s Jack Kirby kind of stuff with like the circles and the 80s. It's maybe more of an 80s vibe. Like mm-hmm. if the, if you were to like pick an era when you thought this movie was set, I'd say 80s. Like these are 80s teals and reds. A lot of teal, if I was to be honest with you. <laughs> Some greens. Um, but this planet is actually the planet of Sakaar. Uh, and people may know that because that is the planet that the Hulk crash landed on in the Planet Hulk comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this planet where they do all this battle is actually the planet of Sakaar. And um, yeah, this color pal- the color palette just grabs me. Like, I am I'm entranced by this. Yeah, and- it's, ver- it's very striking. And I believe, did we cover this last week or did it come out this week? But Chris Hemsworth has short hair. Oh, no, like- this was this is brand new. This is Br- not... Okay. Yeah, this has not come out yet. I think that's the other striking thing we talk about here, and probably the the maybe first biggest reveal out of this is his his long locks. They are gone. Yes, so he has uh, been. It looks like maybe shaved for for battle, uh, gladiator mm-hmm. battles. Um, he he's very armored. Um, Loki still has his long flowing hair and and, and looks just as ravishing as usual. <laughs> um, but also, if this is a scene from the film, Bruce Banner is in a suit and glasses. Yeah, the, so that's I guess, I mean, I don't know, there's there's lots there's there's so much that can be speculated about here because we're mm-hmm. just getting like these juicy just little tidbits of just what we are just trying to assume here. So we're trying to figure out exactly how Hulk you know works in with Thor. Like I I think we're kind of operating under the assumption when he flies away in that Quinjet at the end of Age of Ultron that he literally just flies off into another plane of existence or something like that. So I'm just like, does he have like a, a spare suit on that plane? Like, is he wearing like an Asgardian suit? Like, I'm just kind of curious, like, did he circle back around to his apartment before he took off and left Earth forever? I don't know. So I'm just like, well, what are you doing there, Banner? <laughs> Stop by the dry cleaner on, on his way to Sakaar uh, there. Yeah. Um, but then also, you know, there was some information about Sakaar. Is that it's the the where every wormhole across the universe it dumps out its trash. Huh. Um, so this is where all the people with all sorts of life get incredible, have incredible abilities and powers. So um, it, it that also puts Thor in an interesting place because people can match his strength from Asgard on on these these battles. So that also might be how the Hulk got there is to a wormhole. We don't know. Um, I'm definitely picking up the Thor the the. Ragnarok prequel comics, which come out like they have two prequel comics usually for every movie, so I'll, I'll find mm-hmm. out about that. But um, I think another thing we get to walk away with here is um, our first look at Hella. Finally, we've we've seen concept art after concept art. Yeah, and- this uh, this photo is crazy. Like it's so hard to believe. Uh, who who's the actress that is playing Hella again? Kate Blanchett. Kate um, Blanchett. Yeah, like this. She looks like Allison Brie in this photo. Like when I scrolled past it, I didn't even think that was her. So I don't know if it's just a combination of makeup, lighting. I don't really know what's going on here, but 
it's a very interesting look to her for sure. I would assume that maybe at some point in the movie there's some sort of a transformation that she goes through, maybe where she kind of like shows her teeth, I guess, you know, as a as a, as a phrase to put out there. Because this kind of seems like low-key hella, like, you know, she's just hitting up the grocery store or something like that, you know. She seems kind of less intimidating in this photo. I, I feel she just walked out of a Hot Topic in this photo. That <laughs> was a Batman with that heavy, dark... Um, it's not, uh, is that eyeshadow? Is this, um, I, I mean, are we the guys that ask about that? I don't know. We're not, we're not, <laughs> but I think maybe this might be the first. So she's apparently been trapped for years and this is the first time she's come out of a box, uh, metaphorically speaking, and she doesn't want to go back into the box. So I think this is like the one, maybe one of the first reveals of her, uh, because she does go on to say later in an interview and in, in this article as well, that she can manifest weapons at will kind of thing. Hmm. So um, I'm interested to see what her power set is and what she can do. I mean, we know about her in the comic books, but as we know, the comic books aren't always true to the movie forms as well. Um, so I, I think she looks cool. As, oh, you got to do a double take because, you know, Kate Blanchett, you always see her as the uh, the elven queen in um, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Is that right? Mm-hmm. She, she was at? Yeah. yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And right below that photo, we have one of Valkyrie, um, uh, Tessa Thompson, I believe. She was in Westworld. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, with some people who look like Destiny players uh, in costumes <laughs> beside her, if I was to be honest, very nondescript, colorful creatures or aliens, I guess, in like yeah, battle this, gear. This, yeah, it seems to be maybe like a, a pub on this b- battle planet. You know, just Star kind of like, Wars oh, Cantina. Yeah, or, we're just uh, we're just uh, kicking back some beers somehow through that mesh plate in my helmet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, she's she's showing up there. She looks fine. I mean, not the Valkyrie we know and love from the comic books, but that's okay. I'm I'm fine with her. I think she looks cool because the photo right below her is the one that like I can't stop looking at. Mike, I'm entranced. Yeah, this is the. I think this is kind of the the most uh, fun photo that we've got out of this set for sure. So we have our first look at Jeff Goldblum as the grandmaster mm-hmm. and the first thing i noticed is his little blue lippy like <laughs> soul patch of paint mm-hmm. and um where do we recognize that from mike do you know well, off the top of your head? i think it actually comes from a lot of different places uh, a lot of people said he looks like he's a member of the band empire of the sun <sighs> I don't know if you've ever seen like, I what, have. They, what they actually look like. <laughs> he looks like he literally looks like he belongs right on one of those albums. So, but I've heard he he could also be linked to maybe some other. Uh, what what else is he from? You know? The collector has the same thing. Yeah, that's what it was. Actually, that's the first thing when I scrolled by it and I saw. It, I was like, oh, he kind of reminds me of Benicio del Toro a little bit. So there, a collector. The collector and grandmasters are both members of this group called the Elders of the Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to be mistaken with the IT crowd's elders of the internet, um, the <laughs> elders of the universe, they each have like one thing that they're very good at. The Grandmaster loves games. Uh, mm-hmm. The Collector collects things. Uh, there, there's a whole slew of these um, elders of the universe. But I believe that that might be the defining trait of them is that blue, or not blue, but the line of paint down their, uh, their face there. Uh, but to me, when I imagine the Grandmaster in the comic books now... This is how I imagined him anyway, uh, with the mm-hmm. gray kind of uh, coiffy hair there and um, the gold robes. Pure, pure like, what's that um, Patrick, was it Patrick Swayze movie? Not Swayze, um, Kurt Russell movie, Big Trouble in Little China. It looks <laughs> like that clothes were pulled right out of that movie, man. Mm-hmm. So um, I think he's great. You're more of a Jeff, you're closer to Jeff Goldblum than I am. He plays music where you live. Almost. Yeah, man. It's just, I don't know. It's going to be crazy. He seems, he kind of seems a little bit Bill Murray-esque where like he's only going to necessarily take a role if he thinks he's going to have a fun time doing it. I don't know if Independence Day 2 was fun for him or not, or if he just wanted a big old paycheck because I'm sure they waved tons of money in his face <laughs> since Will Smith didn't want to do the movie. But I think he's just like, man, I get to dress up in these crazy clothes and like just do like weird grandstanding grandmaster game master things. I mean, that might be, he probably was fun with that. I mean, <laughs> if anything, uh, everyone was always sharing that photo of him shirtless by that sauna from that one random like light bulb commercial when he's they said he was going to be the game master so i i think he kind of enjoys doing this crazy uh flair dress up stuff but i i'm looking forward to it he, he just looks I, I can't even describe the way he looks right now so it's i it's gonna it's be fun. fun it's fun and that, i mean i think this movie i mean people said it looks fun it looks like a comedy i think yes but at the same time like 
you can't take the idea of Thor Ragnarok seriously too much um, and, and, and come away with a good movie. I think The Dark World took itself too seriously. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm really excited to see this movie when it comes out in November. Hopefully, we have a trailer come July. Um, maybe we have one attached to Guardians uh, in, in a couple months. But I am just enthralled with these images, Mike. Just want to stare at them all day. They're very <laughs> fun. Yeah, let's hope that a trailer comes soon because I think we're all going to be very excited. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're always horrible at picking trailers. Uh, oh yeah. But but what would I what mean, would be your what would be your guess just so we can put them on the official uh, list? Uh, first week of May with Guardians. All right. Yeah, I, that would probably uh, ring true. I I uh, think yeah, I'll go ahead and agree with that. Because Thor is going to be the hardest sell of the three Marvel films this year, mm-hmm. um, and putting it in front of the biggest movie, Guardians Two, I think will be bigger than Spider Man right now. Um, is, is a smart idea. Um, get a lot but, of those eyes on it. But as we did see with Lego Batman coming out this year, what did they do right after Lego Batman came out? They came out with that Infinity War kind of uh, sizzle reel type mm-hmm. deal. So um, maybe they're going to hold off maybe for like an extra month and maybe put it in front of Wonder Woman just to be like, hey, screw you, DC. Here's our Thor trailer <laughs> right right in front of your Wonder Woman. I mean, I hope that's not the case because that, that means I have to wait another month. But May in front of Guardians, that that does seem about right. Yeah, well, they did also put Guardians, uh, a new Guardians trailer in front of Logan. Um, so, I don't know. <laughs> who know- well, I didn't get to see it, but who knows, man. We're horrible at this game. This- that's not our game at all. We can't pick the trailers. <laughs> no, we um, can't. No, but we're here about news, Mike. We know the facts. And the facts are Infinity War has a new actor added that is not... He's, he said he's cast and he's filming, but Marvel hasn't released anything yet. But the act, uh, the actor Terry Notary, who's known for doing motion capture almost as much as Andy Serkis on uh, Kong Skull Island, which I hear is knocking out of the, the park and box office this month. Oh, Planet wow. of the Apes. I see a monkey like trend here. And <laughs> he was also in The Hobbit. I don't know which one he played in The Hobbit, but he's done a bunch of motion capture lately. Um, mm-hmm. Has said that he's playing Thanos' right-hand man in the upcoming Infinity War, and probably in motion capture as well. Uh, oh, wow. All right. What, what, what do you think of that? Uh, I I mean, I think motion capture is going to be a pretty exploding industry here. I mean, as you're seeing things like uh, like uh, The Jungle Book and also Lion King from Disney, like I think they're just going to be making entire movies in CG and not necessarily to make like Pixar movies. So maybe motion capture will be like this whole new industry like for actors like kids will grow up and be like oh what do you want to be when you grow up oh i want to be an actor oh i want to be a voice actor like oh well i want to be a motion capture actor <laughs> maybe that's going to be it yeah i i honestly um i mean who knows but like i i did some research and by research i mean i've read some comic books where thanos actually had a crew uh, mm-hmm. called the cull obsidian and they were like his like un- five underlings he had underneath him and uh, it's on from the actually the uh, one of my favorite series is Infinity. The main uh, it's an event in Marvel called Infinity, uh-huh. and uh, the, his right hand man in that is, is a character called Corvus Glaive, which was rumored recently to be in this movie. So um, he's also said he was playing with three other people other than Josh Brolin. So I think he there might be um, at least maybe three of the I think five or four of the five Cole Obsidian. Um, characters well, I mean, in here you gotta give all of these heroes something to fight so maybe that makes sense to give him kind of that crew you know his entourage mm-hmm. thanos's entourage <laughs> there was a there and one of my favorite panels in this is um a character called um black dwarf and he kind of looks like a big like uh, the like the thing but like more rockier and pointier kind of like a, like a dinosaur version of him okay and <laughs> he went up against black panther and let me tell you the ass whooping black panther lays down it's probably one of the best things we've ever read in comic books so <laughs> awesome uh really really excited for that um but yeah if it's corvus glaive even better um i i recommend everyone read the the series infinity uh, it's written like a movie. If anything, I think maybe these movies might take a, a hint from it. So uh, awesome. We'll, we'll hear about that more. We'll we'll have more about that later. That movie is filming. Both of them are filming, so we'll we'll have a lot more. Uh, another movie that's a little farther out from filming is actually Captain Marvel, and um, that's because you know they they they're now reporting to start filming January eighth of twenty eighteen. Man, that's so far away. <laughs> it, it is, and it feels forever away. But at the same time, uh, I mean, they, they've got to film all of Black Panther, two Infinity War films, and uh, Ant Man and the Wasp uh, in a row there. So, um, I know. Can't we just have it all all the time? 
can't can we just turn on the TV and have the next four years of Marvel going on here? <laughs> um, but I think that gives them a good idea to find a director and get the script fine tuned um, without having yeah. to rush it to me. You know, it gives it gives Brie Larson a whole another year to pick up like another Oscar before she takes on the role of Captain Marvel. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, or maybe a, a Kong Skull Island uh, sequel. <laughs> maybe. Who, who knows? Uh, but maybe maybe they'll learn some learn some stuff from Wonder Woman this year and, and be able to implement that just in time to to do that oh well i don't know captain marvel is still coming guardians of the galaxy the telltale series is a video game releasing oh, later yeah. this year we, we did talk about that in the past yeah uh-huh so uh this week we got our first look at the characters in the game um uh, to be honest um the drax and gamora look more like their comic book versions while um star lord groot and rocket look more like their uh movie versions but uh-huh. Honestly, that really doesn't matter too much because it's set in its own little universe, tells its own little story, and we got the a- the voice actors behind this. And uh, of these, um, Scott Porter, Emily O'Brien, uh, let's see here, Brandon Paul Eels, Adam Harrington. However, the one that stands out the most is Nolan North from the Uncharted series, and I believe he did, um, as Frank Quentin Parker said, the uh, voice of the little orb of light in Destiny. They replaced huh. Peter Dinklage with him in an update, and I think he was Deadpool. I honestly think he was Deadpool. Uh, we'll be we'll be Rocket Raccoon. All right. <laughs> so yeah, I I mean I don't really know what to take away from this too much except for I really like the the character design of Groot over here because uh, Groot's always a a strange character when you have to turn him kind of like from real life to comic book pages because he's just basically a living tree so it's like you kind of got to whittle his design pun intended whittle <laughs> his design down to something that kind of takes of like a solid form but isn't but i don't know it looks pretty cool right here i mean it, it's very reminiscent here of the movies so I, I don't play a whole lot of telltale games but i know they're supposed to be really awesome so um maybe you'll play it and let us know huh i definitely will i mean i i have a couple telltale games that were free on xbox um, but I do know that he is no stranger to voicing, um, video game stuff. Uh, Nolan North that is. Um, so, I mean, anywhere from, uh, you know, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, he voiced the Sentry in, in the Ultimate Alliance for Nintendo 3DS. So he's definitely got a place in my heart. That's for sure. So, uh, yeah, take a look at the pictures. I mean, look at the voice actors. You don't really get to see them, so it really doesn't matter. But <laughs> if you're familiar with any of them, there you go. The Inhumans, again, yet again, Mike, another week, another Inhuman story. You know how this is going to go. Uh, we actually got our first look at Black Bolt the minute we stopped recording last week, which I thought <laughs> yes, was very and funny. I, and I thought it was funny, too, because in that episode, I think the one thing I said I was waiting for was I can't wait to see how they interpret kind of their costumes to the live-action screen. Or if I didn't say it, I was definitely thinking it in my head. Because I think as everybody knows on the show, that's kind of like the one thing that I'm always looking forward to, to see how they interpret the superhero into like the real-world costume. So I was I was definitely waiting for this, and we got it like like minutes after like we were done recording last week. Yes, yeah, so we got our first look at Anson Mount as Black Bolt filming in front of a Starbucks in Hawaii. Um... What do you think, Mike? Uh, I mean, t- I want to hear your take on this before I give you my two cents, but um, what do you think of this Black Bolt look? Well, I mean, so I think it's kind of in line somewhat with the the costume design we've been seeing with ABC so far, kind of with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, it's usually some sort of, like, black leather, like, design, you know. They don't quite make it as shiny as kind of, like, the classic Brian Singer X-Men are. They're a little bit more matte black there. Uh, but I, I would say the most iconic part of Black Bolt's costume is his like headpiece, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's his, uh, mask. So, I mean, I could, I could totally see him not having a mask in the show just because, you know, you know, you, you're never really sure how well those are going to play in kind of a real world scenario. But as far as this design goes, it's, it's very simple. It's very clean. So there's not really a whole lot there to love, but there's also not a whole lot there to hate. It just seems to be pretty utilitarian. So I don't know if this is just Black Bolt's walking around clothes, like when he's going to the grocery store, maybe with Hella. They're both walking around in their black costumes. I don't know. So what, what do you think? So uh, to me, the, upon closer inspection, is I really love the bolts built into the, the suit. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at they kind of look like little lightning bolt kind of zigzag patterns down to the zipper. Mm-hmm. Um, and the little diamond piece there because normally that's that's bright white on his normal suit or or blue depending on which one you're reading. 
Um, so I like the subtlety of that a lot more than the, the stark white that comes out. Um, and also, you don't see coats with tails very often. <laughs> and this coat definitely has tails, like three-quarters tails wrapped around him. So yeah, he's I fancy. Kind of, he does. He does have that, uh, that sense of you know regalness and nobility, but he also looks very confused. Like uh, maybe he woke up into like a, a you know a I guess a busy city street somewhere that he's not used to. It's a it's a very stoic face. Like this is the first time I've seen this actor in short hair because in Hell on Wheels he's just always looks like just like a greased out cowboy pretty much all the time. So he he's looking he's looking very clean cut here, no beard, very strong jawline. He looks very intimidating. One thing that you can't see in this costume because at the angle it is it's at with his arms down we don't know if there's really any sort of flaps well, you know, in, betwe- in, in between his like yeah those uh, you know the spider-man flaps there so that could still be on the costume and maybe that's where we'll get like our pop of color but i have a feeling if those are in there they might just be added cg wise so we'll just we'll just have to wait and see yeah this reminds me a lot of his suit in the current comic book line uh, called the silent room which black bolt runs a, a bar um he, he he's not the king of uh, the Adeline anymore, so he's he's run, like running this bar, this like a safe room, like a safe house for everybody. Like, um, no, it's like a like I guess a Switzerland, and this kind of reminds me of what he'd wear in that. Um, he doesn't have the <laughs> mask right. on, um, but I I want to see the mask as well, but I want it to be earned kind of thing. So yeah, um, but they don't pay these actors to, to run around with their faces hidden. They they pay <laughs> them to, to show their faces off. So there's that. So I'm I'm okay with this. I, again, we need to see it in action. Um, much like Black Panther suit looked like shit before they added effects and stuff on it. Um, yeah, that's true. I, I believe with the higher budget on this, we're gonna see some good stuff. So we'll play it by ear. Hopefully, the rest uh, pop up pretty soon. But you can't have Black Bolt without Lockjaw, and not I'm not talking about the viral disease that that makes you not open your mouth. I'm talking about his dog. <laughs> All right, I'm glad you clarified that because I was worried. You were very worried. I could I could sense it over the microphone. Um, but we see Lockjaw, his oversized uh, <laughs> French is it a French bulldog? I believe maybe. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not too sure. But I definitely wasn't expecting this. <laughs> so it's a bright blue model of a, of a of a bulldog. Uh, this definitely pre CGI, of course. Um, yeah, it's it's huge. It's basically like the size of like an ox, uh, like a bull. Like you could get on top of this thing, and four people could ride it. Yeah, you, you can see the side. There's someone standing beside it, and it's up to his shoulders. Uh, so Lockjaw is a, is the royal yes dog pet, but he has his own powers of teleportation uh, mm-hmm. anywhere he wants to go. But he's also you know um, he, he still has like dog instincts, so like treats and stuff like that. But like. He's pretty cool in the books, and and I have several covers with him on it, but like they are giving him his full size and stature for this the show. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was kind of expecting usually what you see when you kind of add in CG creatures, you know, if they're not going to be um, like motion captured, you know, like because apes and stuff and Rocket Raccoon kind of make sense being motion captured because they kind of have like human appendages. But I was expecting if you're seeing a bulldog, you're just going to see like a stick with a tennis ball on the end of it. And, you know, hey, the tennis ball is Lockjaw's eyes. So when you're talking to Lockjaw, look at the tennis ball. But no, they're just like giant blue animal. Just stick it on the thing. I guess, they, you know, just comp it out and post. But yeah, I don't know. I wasn't expecting it. It's kind of I've cool. Never, I've never wanted to own a movie prop more in my life than this <laughs> blue thing here. So uh, definitely impressive. I'm glad they're throwing some thought and obviously money into this um so uh well i i I expect to see more as soon as we stop recording today's show mike so we'll (laughs) we'll see whose costume to give us next yeah this friday is actually my birthday mike so on my birthday you know what marvel's giving me oh what's that iron fist Ooh, the whole show um (laughs) really excited so it's releasing this friday march 17th um our spoiler cast will be one week after next week so two weeks from today technically when we're recording for two very important reasons important reason number one is this is 13 episodes of a tv show and yes. they're like an hour piece that's 13 hours i and i know that there's gonna be plenty of people out there that can binge it and get it done in the weekend mm-hmm. but um i think especially since it's your birthday and maybe you would like some time to do other things except sit in front of the tv uh like we do with all of our other netflix show we're gonna give it a week give people a chance to watch it because i mean who wants to listen to a spoiler cast if they haven't even finished watching the show yet anyway so right. uh we'll, we'll come back at you guys a week later and we'll give you a iron fist 
I think also whenever we did that with Luke Cage, it gave me time to absorb it a little better. Yeah. Uh, and and I was very appreciative of that. So um, don't worry. We'll not have to spoil the cast next week. You don't have to rush through it to listen to us. We're, we'll work with your guys' schedule. Don't worry. Okay. So, so Chris. Yes. Now that we're talking about Iron Fist, I, I have I have something I need you to I need you to kind of help me with. Okay. Going off because, script. Let's do cause, it. Because you are usually like the voice of reason on this podcast, so I kind of need you to maybe um, the turn my turn my thoughts around. You know, help me out here. So, like you like what happens when you are on Instagram, uh, you get a lot of recommended photos that you look at. So I'm sure Instagram knows you and me like nerdy comic book stuff, and I'm sure you see that stuff in your Instagram Discover feature. So um, the the kind of the most annoying stuff I see are really annoying DC memes because they're all like these super passionate people that are making these memes about the DC movies, which I'm just like I'm surprised there's so much passion behind those to begin with. So I'm a, so they're always just like really bad, and I don't really like uh, memes in general. So I just happened to come across one though. That got me a little sad. It was supposedly, I don't know if this is fake news or not, it was a red circle around the supposed Rotten Tomato rating for Iron Fist and with a bunch of uh, DC heroes looking at the uh, rating and laughing at it. And it was showing like something like a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes for Iron Fist. So I was blo- I was I was shocked. So I don't know if this is... I don't know if this is fake news. I don't know if this is someone just making, you know, something up to poke fun at Marvel, which doesn't really make any sense. I mean, we all want both sides in the camp to succeed. And uh, also, even if it was true, I there's a couple things that, like, you don't really know the origin of the screenshot, to say the least, because before anything comes out on Rotten Tomatoes, people can almost start reviewing it when they haven't even seen it yet so it could just be haters and also i believe if i remember right there's kind of two sides to the rotten tomatoes there's the critical rating and then there's the audience rating so they could have just been circling the audience rating of like two people so i don't even know what to take away from this like shitty meme that i've already overanalyzed that popped up on my instagram feed so all i can say is i'm just now i'm worried about iron fist there wasn't any doubt in my head before until i came across this dumb stupid meme so i don't chris i'm worried i need you to help me out here Okay, well, I mean, if I was to tell you anything, um, first and foremost, we all like we all like what we want. We like I will like things that I like things that are horrible. You like things that are horrible, right? Okay, <laughs> okay. if it is horrible, we may like it. We don't know. Um, if they, whoever this is is using a DC meme to make fun of Iron Fist, obviously <laughs> is very biased. Um, I, you mean why not have the Avengers or the other Defenders looking down if they were like a Marvel fan? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, whether it's true or not, I don't know. And, and this is, I'm going to, it's been six months since Luke Cage, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but spoiler alert for Luke Cage, just in case you want to skip to the next thing, that's fine. But the back half of the Luke Cage sucked, but that that <laughs> show still got a lot of good ratings, didn't it? Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, I mean, up. Uh, I mean that that was essentially like, like, that season's two pods, I guess, two different segments. The second one would have been horrible had that been a what was just only reviewed or didn't have something else to support it. So, um, do, do low ratings worry me? No, not not pre-release ratings. Uh, not all right, not that, one bit. So. That's all I needed to hear. I just needed to hear because I know sometimes you're always the one kind of getting these uh, these initial reviews ahead of time, and you're 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 doing the you're doing a god's work there, keeping it keeping it from getting into my brain. So when I stumble across something unwillingly, I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Isn't Chris supposed to be curating my Instagram Discover feature to keep this stuff from getting in <laughs> my brain? It's like, where were you when I needed you the most? So. So I guess this is maybe just a PSA for people out there. Just look out there for the DC haters, you know, mm-hmm. trying to keep the keep us down. But I don't even want to say us because I want the DC stuff to be good too. So I don't know. I just got caught in the crossfire, man. So I just got a little worried. So I thought I would bring that to the table. Maybe you can calm me down so I can get excited for Friday again, you know? Oh, oh I, I'm excited. It, it could be at a 0%, Mike, and I'd still be excited. So, um, not that it, not that I say it can't do any wrong, but, I mean, you can. everyone can be excited for stuff, whether um, Rotten Tomatoes says yes or no to it a lot. So, uh, I definitely, I'm looking forward to it. So, we'll, we'll, we'll let you guys know two weeks from today um, when we record how, what we think of it. So, yeah. I, I, look, I look forward to that conversation with you, Mike. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll give some initial impressions come next week, but definitely no spoilers. None, none at all. No spoilers allowed. 
Preacher season two is moving along. I forgot oh, that was season two yeah, was coming. I sure. <laughs> forgot that was a show, honestly. Um, <laughs> did you watch all of season one? No, uh, we watched okay. a, we watched a couple episodes because we indeed liked it. Um, uh, I forgot the guy's name that plays Preacher, uh, Dominic Je- Cooper, right? Jesse Custer, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking of the character's name. I was no, I was, uh, yeah, but we uh, we love Dominic Cooper in this household, and we, we we were on board with the kind of the the zany outlandishness of the first couple episodes. I think it's just it just fell to victim of all of the competition out there when it comes to screen time. So I would love to circle back around to it at some point in time, just because I liked what I saw. So. Um, Season two, I'm okay with that. There's no problem there. <laughs> I had a great time with season one. A uh, great time. And that brings me to this next point is that uh, season two is premiering Monday, June 19th at 9 p.m. All right. Um, and I totally – that's that feels a lot sooner than I thought it would. Like, I is that sooner to you than you think it is? Because, I mean, we're March. That's, mm, that's like a couple months I away. Mean, I mean, I think it, it just seems soon because uh, we're not used to getting maybe shows in the summertime. But uh, Preacher was a summertime show last year, if I remember right. So uh, we're about a year we're about a year away from that. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Well, th- th- also it's surprising because it's going to Mondays. That was not Mondays. It was a Sunday show last summer. Um, oh. So Mondays is a. I think that's a that's good faith in a show to move be moved to a weekday. I think, uh, especially on AMC. Because it had some competition last year and might have competition this year had it stayed on Sunday with Game of Thrones. Um, uh-huh. This new season has been confirmed to return July 16th on, yeah. on Sundays. So Yeah, so maybe, maybe that was a conscious choice of... Yeah, I think basically these last two mini-seasons of Game of Thrones, you, you just don't want to get in their way. Uh, it's going to be impossible to compete with them on Sunday nights. So, and especially now since um, these shows have after shows and talking shows about them now, like you can't even put it on an hour after it. So, uh, it, it's best just to stay out of their way. Don't worry, they'll be out, they'll be out of your competition in two years, and you'll just have to worry about Westworld at a different point in time. So, uh, <laughs> oh, man, yeah. So I'm excited about Game of Thrones. That's for sure. Yes, I am actually excited as well. As you know, I, I have Directv now, the streaming Directv service. Which gives mm-hmm. me both AMC, which is Patreon, on, and they gave us recently gave us a whole year of HBO for free. Nice. So for the first time ever, I will be able to watch these shows uh, a legally and be live <laughs> if I if I choose to. So that's um, awesome. That's awesome, man. Like, uh, so you all caught up with Game of Thrones? I think the last time I talked to you about this, you were kind of working your way through the show still. Oh no, I didn't work my way through the show. I watched season one and I watched seasons five and six. I didn't, <laughs> I'm not going back. I, all right i know I guess who's that's dead one... i know who's not dead and that's all that matters to me so all right i guess that's one way to do it <laughs> yeah that's that's how I'm, that's how i'm gonna do the next two seasons well there's only two <laughs> seasons left so i mean we'll, we'll go with it so it's, it's in the summer uh we'll see both of these shows in the summer i think i think summer shows are good we we don't normally have a lot of summer shows um weekly recurring shows so i think that's interesting and, and good for us so look forward mm-hmm. to that Another big bombshell dropped on us this week was the casting of Domino in Deadpool 2. Do you, now do you get the Domino joke from the beginning, yes, guys? Yes, okay, good okay. job. Good job. Right. The actress uh, Zazie Beats, yes, that's her name, Zazie Beats, uh, has been cast as Domino. And here's a picture I have of her and the character Domino. Uh, mm-hmm. For those who don't know Domino the character, as she does not deliver pizza. <laughs> I double-checked this earlier. Uh, but she's like, uh, she can't predict events like she has kind of like a foresight or a luck effect i guess mm-hmm. um and so like she can affect probability in her favor i guess is, is what it, several different things say so um i honestly i'd been so caught up in cable i forgot domino was even going to be cast in deadpool 2 yeah exactly so, so um this actress zazie she's from the tv show atlanta which uh stars uh, the guy everyone wanted for Miles Morales. <laughs> Donald Glover? <laughs> yeah, Donald Glover. I wanted to call Childish Gambino, and I think that would have been yeah, okay, too. Yeah, but. I, th- I think that's fine. I mean, this is a, I think this is a pretty cool casting just because I have not gotten around to watching Atlanta yet, but I know it's supposed to be very, very good, and I do believe Donald Glover won an Emmy for the show, so that's already on a good track. And people were really excited when this news came out, so I'm guessing she's very good in that show. So that's awesome. I mean, uh, I think I peeped her IMDb page 
earlier last week, and I didn't see too many familiar things on there. So it sounds like she's really breaking out due to that show. And, you know, she's going to be in a big blockbuster movie. That's probably, you know, maybe like I'm going to put I'm going to put this out there now. It's it's a little bit of a lofty goal, but there's a chance that Deadpool 2 could make a billion dollars worldwide. I think I I think I checked and they're around 750 million. And that was kind of an out of bounds success, like kind of the popularity of the movie and the word of mouth just kind of exploded it so now that the, this movie is kind of all out there in the zeitgeist everybody knows deadpool everybody's in love with deadpool now even with the rated r rating this could kind of go like the spider-man route where it, you know he kind of becomes that household name and then all of a sudden like each sequel's making more and more money so i i mean i can't even think of a rated r movie that's made a billion dollars so that's going to be f- freaking crazy yeah, I think um, I forget what the the biggest rated R one was, but Logan's gaining some traction uh, this year as well. I think uh, Passion of the Christ isn't isn't yeah, that like the, the it's like one, Passion yeah. of the Christ. Is it? Uh, I did. I actually recently found my dad. Had, I guess my dad had recently watched Deadpool, and that's all I could talk about Friday um, at dinner. <laughs> uh, how much awesome. he, he liked that movie. So um, it's catching in with people who aren't even comic book people, which is awesome. And I know, again, like I said, we're so jaded from being in this 24-7. <laughs> but I was, I was glad to hear, like, oh, okay, my, my parents would watch Deadpool, and they, they dig it. So that's cool with, that's cool with them. Um, and then there's been some outcry from Domino. All the casting announcements for Domino, the rumors, were all um, African-American actresses. Well, she's silver, so it doesn't matter what color her skin is. <laughs> They're going to paint her silver. Um, and then she has a, a spot on her eye, kind of like Petey Dog from Little Rascals. Yeah. And even if they, and even if she doesn't end up being silver, silver, it doesn't even it doesn't even really matter, you know. It's just nope. you just cast the best actress out there, you know. Doesn't so I think I hopefully she is not the villain of this movie. I, I fear that Domino will be the villain because they've not well, really said anything about. Villains. I, I I'm kind of leaning Pierce Brosnan now. I think it's Pierce Brosnan is going to be the villain, not Cable. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was. I've, I kind of like that idea we talked about last week of the sheriff from Stranger Things possibly being Cable. I think it kind of fits almost a little bit better, you know, stature wise. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think um, I think I want a good villain in the movie, so that'd be awesome. What if, if Pierce, Pierce Brosnan is the younger version of that Doctor from Logan? No, oh, I yeah maybe. I mean, he looks. He looks like he looks like the part. You know what? Sure, why not? <laughs> okay, I'm sure we're, we're winging it here. Yeah, I'm sure it's something Deadpool would make fun of anyway. So yeah. So okay. Well, either way. So uh, if, if Domino's not the villain, then uh, Pierce Brosnan. But if Domino was not the villain, this gives me hopes that she'll appear in the upcoming X Force movie, which mm-hmm. uh, she's been known to be on the X Force team in the comic books. And we got some news from uh, Simon Kinberg, who apparently is like god of the X Men universe at Fox right now. Because he's doing everything. But he said, and and I quote, We are working hard on New Mutants, Gambit with Channing Tatum, oh, still, Deadpool (laughs) 2, and the new X-Force movie where Deadpool is alongside Cable and other main characters. Deadpool 2 is going into production this year, then X-Force, which is a combination of Deadpool and Cable. They're like the Black Ox of X-Men, they're much darker and that R-rated decibel. Mm -hmm. Um, So the idea that X-Force is Deadpool 3 ringing a little more true to me. Uh, yeah, I like that yeah, idea. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, it's kind of almost like a little culmination of bringing the people together. Uh, Gambit. I, I guess they're really <laughs> trying to make Gambit a thing. Uh, I'm surprised Channing Tatum hasn't found a way, I guess, out of that contract and maybe moved his way over to a different superhero franchise. I don't know. Uh, I think the next thing we're probably going to see him in that we're familiar with is uh, the Golden. Is it the Golden Circle? Is that what the next? Yes, um, Kingsman Two. Yeah, so we're going to see him in that. So I guess if you're missing out on your your Tatum, you're going to get him later this uh, summer. But I don't Tatum, know. I hardly know him. <laughs> I think it's. I think it. I there's no reason that Fox should totally understand why we're so worried about Gambit because it's been through up and downs and we haven't even seen like concept art of what he might even look like as Gambit. So they got to. Give us something soon, or no one's gonna give a shit, and they're just gonna keep getting shit for it. So, uh, yeah. But well, yeah, X Force, <laughs> we're we're on board for that. I'm exa- I'm excited for X Force. I want. I mean, if Logan proved anything, R-rated violence it can work in a movie, uh, a comic book movie. Deadpool and Cable and Domino doing Black Ops stuff as the X Men. I mean, oh, I'm just so, I, I'm so excited thinking about it. And, um, again, like I said in our text conversation this week, Domino is actually one of my favorite cards to use in my Marvel Legendary game. 
because she can either be points or attack. So she like she you can use her in, in either favor. But she does have the X Force symbol on the cards. So that's that's what I'll always remember her from. Alright. So X Force. XX. The new <laughs> X-Men series finally has a title, so we can stop referring to it as the Untitled X-Men series, because Lord knows we've been doing that all day. Um, but it's called Gifted. Okay. And Gifted is actually the the title of Joss Whedon's X- Astonishing X-Men run. Uh, okay. The first arc was called Gifted. Now, I don't think this is related to it at all, because that stars you know very iconic X-Men, the X-Men team. But, I, I mean, I guess it's a cool throwback. I guess it's a good use of the name, since they probably can't use it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the show is officially titled Gifted. And the actor, Blair Redford, known for the show Switched, on, Switched at Birth, I think we talked about before. Uh, mm-hmm. Your wife's a big fan of Switched yes, at Birth? Yes, she is a big fan of that show. Uh, she she hate-watches the show, just to be clear. So Okay, well, of course. We all have shows we hate-watch. Um, <laughs> and is playing the character John Proudstar... Or, it's supposed to be called some other name, but a picture showed his character with the name Thunderbird. And we're not talking the car, okay? He's not <laughs> driving a Thunderbird around in this show. Uh, Thunderbird is the brother, is, is known as John Proudstar, and is the brother of the character known as Warpath, who we actually saw in Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a Native American fellow who was taken on the Sentinels with, with superhuman strength and stuff like that in the future. So, um... I, th- I think that's cool they're using other characters. They're not related, of course, because Fox gives a flying fuck about continuity. But <laughs> I'm just like, how do we keep track of all of these, uh, I guess, new mutants? You know, we're getting a new mutants movie where we're going to get all of these new mutants that we're going to have to learn to love and, you know, uh, be excited to see on screen. Then we're going to get also all of these new mutants in this X-Men TV series. Who knows what time frame that's going to be in. So how are we supposed to keep track of any of this you know and also like are they saving all of their best x-men maybe for the movies and they're kind of putting the ones that maybe have easier powers to portray on a tv budget on the tv side of things that's kind of what i'm wondering yeah i i honestly could not tell you um like they're just they're just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing if it sticks if i had any idea you know you know a good way to get me excited is when i was looking at these notes for our episode you wrote down joss whedon run which almost made me thought for two (laughs) seconds is joss whedon seriously the show around this show because that would be the one thing that makes me 180 in two seconds i would have uh I would have lost it if you would tell me, "Oh, Joss Whedon's helming the show." I would have flipped. So, uh, <laughs> no, nope, Brian Singer directing the pilot, so we're all we're all screwed. Yeah, I guess so. Well, there I've, I've corrected the notes to say Joss Whedon's astonishing X Men. <laughs> okay, but you know, reading it like that, you know, you're right. You're right. That sounds mm-hmm. good. I like I like throwing curveballs in there. So, Gifted <laughs> is a show coming to Fox, and um, again, uh, with Logan and Legion doing well, there's still faint glimmers of hope. That something could be done well in the right hands, but those hands are not the people currently running Fox. So, oh well. <laughs> Either way. Now, I want to talk a little bit. You said you had some new uh, something to share with this, but we're going to talk about Wonder Woman, which got a new trailer called the Official Origins trailer today, which is a lot more of the growth of Diana of Themyscira, uh, also known as Wonder Woman. And, and what she's doing here. I actually really enjoyed this trailer, Mike. This is the one that, that brought me back on board. Uh, because it's not just mindless action and slow motion shots. Uh, it has some story to it. But you said you had something you want to share with us on this. Well, so specifically, so two things. Specifically about this trailer, the, tra- the trailer was fine. Didn't exactly give me goosebumps. We're kind of just seeing um, just similar stagings from what we've seen in the other trailers. I guess uh, we can commend uh, Warner Brothers for not just revealing, like, big enemies, you know, in this uh, in the trailer. Like, we hated that in Batman vs. Superman. So I'm glad they kind of showed some restraint here, kind of bearing the lead on what maybe big baddie uh, Wonder Woman's really going to be fighting. You know, we think it's probably going to be Ares, but we, you know, cool thing is we don't know what he looks like. Don't necessarily know who's playing him mm. or what that's going to look like. So that's cool. Um, they still kind of fell on that same trope that they've done in every trailer so far, which is at the very end. Let's put Wonder Woman in a weird scenario <laughs> where she's <laughs> oh. like, like where I she's trying. The song. No, the song's <laughs> cool, but like, <laughs> but there's always a weird thing where she's like trying to walk through the door or like trying to be human or like I don't know, put on a dress. There's always some weird moment there. So they kind of 
they ended on that again, so I was like, oh, okay, I guess they, I hope they didn't do all their funny moments in the trailer here, but um, the thing I had to uh, put on here was, um, so uh, at the radio station where I work is sometimes there's uh, words buzzing around, there's um, producers talking, and producers talking about people that they know that have seen these movies and so on and so forth. So I won't give out any names specifically, but you know there's lots of different people there that work in the Hollywood sector. And I've heard I heard people say a couple weeks ago, you know, when the Logan movie was coming out, you know, they're like, oh, the Logan movie was uh, pretty cool. I'm hearing good things. Basically, they're saying I'm hearing good things about the Logan movie. So you know, and I went and saw Logan, and Logan was very good. So you know, I could give some credence to that rumor floating around. But then this week I heard, you know. Wonder Woman's not looking that good from people that had seen the movie. So I guess take that with a very big grain of salt, very big grain of salt. But I mean, that I guess that's the first whispering I've started to hear about this movie. So I mean, I don't I don't really know exactly what to take away from that. I'm just hoping for a competent movie. I don't think this movie needs to blow me out of the water. This doesn't need to be on Winter Soldier's level. This doesn't even necessarily need to be on like Thor level. It just needs to not make me angry and I will be okay with it because hopefully we roll on later into the year into Justice League and that's really kind of where they need to blow me off my socks to kind of make me change my view over there about that studio. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if we're going to get that far. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, Wonder Woman, to me, again, I'm not as excited as most people. You know this. We've, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was the first trailer to show me that there's actually maybe a little bit of story to the trailer. Um, a little bit of an arc for Diana, other than just mm-hmm. mindless action. Because the other ones, to me, were mindless action. And just, like, here's some cool effects we're throwing in the movie. Slow motion fighting and... Uh, yeah. deflecting bullets but there was a uh, there was one line in the trailer now i don't know the specific n- tidbits of the origins of wonder woman you know i know she's an amazon that you know leaves the island to try to you know help the world but there was a line that says uh she doesn't know what she is or something like that which making it seem like maybe um uh, she is special in some way, so maybe there's something special about her. So I don't know if that's something that they're adding to the character, or maybe that's somewhere in the lore of DC that makes um, that makes Diana different than all of the other Amazons out there. So um, kind of excited to see what that is. Yeah, yeah. I, who knows? I mean, I'm I'm really excited to see some of this and some of the training stuff and just the history of this. I think there's a rich world they're being this being built. So. I'm more excited now than I was for the first trailer, so thank you, Warner Brothers, for giving me something to look forward to, and um, we'll just forget Mike ever said anything, you know? (laughs) You're out there molding listeners' opinions, Mike, much like Uh, Instagram molds yours. Just like that damn meme, so I'm still, I still am crossing my fingers. I want this movie to be good. Yes, we all do. We want them all to be good, but they're not all good. Oh, well. Jurassic World 2 gave us our first uh, image of the film, and it's actually kind of intriguing uh if i was to to bet anything it looks like there's a little girl who might be the lead in this movie uh sitting in front of some dinosaur skeletons um and it looks to be a huge triceratops skull uh-huh. as well so um it's in a museum there are skulls and and bones of dinosaurs a lot of herbivores if you will no not a lot of uh uh, bone-eating dinosaurs from here, but what, what can you make of this, Mike? Any anything? I mean, I mean, kind of the first thing that popped into my head was a lot of the people are trying to think, oh, what is this movie going to be about? And I've heard a lot of strong opinions saying that this is going to be kind of the privatization of dinosaurs. You know, we've kind of seen them in parks and theme parks and stuff like that, and uh, people have been saying, oh, maybe rich people will start to have dinosaurs like in their backyards and stuff like that, just how like rich people have like tigers in their backyard so maybe this is kind of like uh, one end of the spectrum where oh we used to really love uh the science of dinosaurs but maybe now that they're real maybe just people they don't have they're not just in museums anymore they're just on in people's like mansions and estates i don't know but it's kind of a it's kind of a cool feeling when you look at it because i think when people think back to Jurassic World and think about it, they just think of all the action, the nonstop like carnage and dinosaurs and just CG all over the place. And that this is just very calm and grounded. So it kind of makes you think, oh, maybe they're going to kind of come at it with a little bit of emotional uh, so, angle. So you, you talked about the privatization of dinosaurs. Well, this actually reminds me, these dinosaurs remind me a lot of the ones they showed in The Lost World, which actually also featured dinosaur hunting. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe like they're taking rich people out on safaris to hunt these dinosaurs, and like these are their finds or like you know their kills. Um, and this is like maybe a girl growing up in that family kind of thing. Yeah, uh, because a lot of those dinosaurs, like in the back, you can see the little uh, little dinosaurs that ate uh, Peter Stormare. Some of these look like the other ones that you know they they came across the herbivores. So I don't know. I I think you're onto something with that, but who knows with this sequel? Uh, new director, new vision. I as long as it's not action, all action, I'll take it. I'm looking forward <laughs> to some of this. So Jurassic World two on our radars. Predator got a new behind the scenes image uh, this week, and we got to see Thomas Jane and his crew for the first time. Um, you may recognize the uh, man, the fifth man to the right, as uh, Donald Pierce from Logan, the mm-hmm. blonde guy. And is that Keegan Michael Key? Is that uh, yeah on the left? That's, that's Keegan Michael Key right there. And then the kid from Game of Thrones in the far left mm-hmm. there with the cards. Everything needs a kid from Game of Thrones now. <laughs> yeah, it does. If you don't have a guy from Game of Thrones, get out. Get yeah. your show's not going to get any viewers. So they look to be riding in the back of a bus. It says no spitting, no swearing, no contact. So it's like a prison bus, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know, but um, Shane Black's The Predator is being filmed, and yeah, and that's what's going I haven't, on right now. Now I've barely done any alien research, and I definitely don't have much Predator research under my belt. So we're going to have to wait until I have any opinion on any <laughs> of this Predator stuff. <laughs> you, need to, you need to buy the Predator movies on iTunes next. And watch yeah, those. I'm sure there's a bundle pack out there. <laughs> there's at least four of those, so you should be about on par with Alien. All right. <laughs> But thankfully, here's some good news from my point of view is Avatar 2 was delayed from this December 2018 release date because they're filming 2, 3, and 4 all at once, Mike. Wait, so, so is this good news because you're just hoping maybe they keep pushing it off until it doesn't exist anymore? Look, I, I mean, <laughs> let them just have their little Avatar park at Disney and call it a day. So, <laughs> yes, I, I'm happy it's delayed. Now, am I happy they're filming 2, 3, and 4 at once? No. But, I mean... What we're gonna get them is gonna be like a Lord of the Rings kind of release thing, I guess. And no, I'm gonna do my best and try to turn my opinion around about Avatar just because when's the last time we saw a James Cameron movie? I think you know he has done Ava- good Avatar? things. Avatar, yeah, well, before that, I guess <laughs> oh. anything new. I mean, like, uh, we like Terminator 2. Um, I hear very good things about Aliens, so I'm gonna watch that and I'm sure I'm gonna like that James Cameron joint. Uh, tons of people out there like Titanic. Uh, I, I guess there's people out there that really enjoyed Avatar, even if you kind of take away all the fanfare of the 3D out of it. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe if we're just tired of these blue aliens by now, at least maybe James Cameron will bring something exciting to the fold. So crossing my fingers, man. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe he has learned some lessons from the first one. Knock on wood, right? That's that's my best case scenario because that first one just. Man, it's like I don't know. I I I had to go to the bathroom twice during that movie, Mike. And you know, I'll, I'll hold it. I'll hold it the whole time. But I went twice during that one movie the first time, and I'm like, I can't. I can't even do this. So <laughs> just don't slam me with a bunch of new technology, new frame rates, new 3D, and everything at once. Just tell a story. We don't need the technology. I'm kind of on the opposite end. I almost kind of want like. Like, all the craziness that you can throw at me. Maybe, like, the last Avatar movie will be all in VR, and I'll be like, all right, I don't care. I want to see it. (laughs) Oh, you and that VR, man. What are we going to do with you? Oh, well. But the last bit of news, I think, this is is another fun fact. Did you watch the Tick uh, um, Amazon, I guess, whatever it was? Pilot. I I did I did not because I'm not exactly the biggest uh, tick guy. I know you were a tick guy. So what do what do we have here on the tick front? Well, I grew up in the forest, so a lot of ticks there. But um, <laughs> the new show from Amazon has started filming the full series, um, and he has a new costume bringing to the table here. It looks a little more um, comic booky, a little less yes. gritty detail. Yeah, I saw one. I saw a side by side of this earlier today, and uh, the other suit was vascular to say it had a lot of the detail on it. It looked like you know you could kind of see the detail of like uh, of bugs if you're looking. It at was them very granular, like like yeah, sandpaper. I, I, I personally didn't hate it, but I don't have a soft spot in my heart for the tick. So I guess maybe some people are enjoying this uh, new costume that we're looking at right here. Yeah, probably some of the feedback they got. Um, I mean, the joints on it look kind of like insect, like legs and abdomens and stuff like that. Uh, I like the brighter blue; kind of fits a little better. You should really watch the pilot on Amazon; it's still there. Um, uh, it's definitely like a very gritty show with um, like a, a 
a superhero kind of aspect thrown in. Like it's silly at times, but right when it should be. I wanted to hate it, loved it. <laughs> um, maybe not so much love. Very strongly liked it. I'm not going to marry it, Mike, but I did like it. So, All right. um, good to know. Until they're filming the series, I will definitely be keeping our Amazon Prime to watch this. So, um, well, got to keep so, that. Got to keep that two day shipping, no matter what. So, free two day shipping. And <laughs> if you don't need it in two days, get some free credits. So, uh, definitely enjoying this tick thing. So that's the last bit of news. I'm going to end on a good note there with that tick costume. Love it. Bright blue, baby blue. That's our show for the day, Mike. If people want to learn more about you and stuff you do, where can they find that at? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Uh, Chris, if people want to keep track of your GPS location, if it might be or may be at a Comic-Con, where can they follow that at? <laughs> Good luck with that. I don't even know where I am <laughs> half the time. But you can find me on Twitter, at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, uh, and I'll have it there in I'll probably put it on my Instagram and post it there, whatever. Yeah, I post a lot of stuff we do on Super Slate on the Facebook page as well. So when Mike talks about the Facebook page, we mean it. We really mean it. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, you can listen to my other podcasts, um, Filmside Chats, listen to some of those, or uh, read my stuff on Comic UI. I'm digging out some old interviews I did from Comic UI, like 2013 era interviews. Um, and and because they were just audio recordings on our phone and putting them uh, up on YouTube because they're still relevant today. Uh, one of them was with the direct Chris Yost, the director of, or I guess the writer of Thor and Thor: The Dark World, uh-huh. and he did a lot of Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I think he was a showrunner on Earth's Mightiest Heroes for a while. So, uh, digging some of that out uh, to to finally get those on YouTube with that. So, so there's awesome. that. Uh, and um, this might be someone's first time listening to Superhero Slate. They saw my shirt at, at Lexington Comic Con, Mike, um, and they also may want to know where they can get some of those shirts. So, tell them about everywhere they can find Superhero Slate at for us. Well, as I say every week, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host this show and also our awesome show notes. So if you want to take a look at all these awesome photos and videos that we talked about, you know, you can see that at SuperheroSlate.com. And you can also find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week. And you can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. You can even follow us on Instagram, and you can pick up some Superhero Slate shirts at SuperheroSlate.com slash a store, and that'll be just like that shirt Chris is wearing in that, in that photo with uh, that, the nice young man, Sean Gunn. But if you're, a, uh, if you're a fan of the show, please consider us leaving us a review, a comment, a like. We really appreciate that. We love seeing the feedback. It uh, gets us hyped and excited even more than we usually are to hop on the mic every week. And if you're a super fan of the show, all you got to do is uh, share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week mm-hmm. to talk about the latest superhero entertainment news yes uh I, I think we should go ahead and just say it now mike i don't think we should do a spoiler cast on beauty and the beast so stop asking <laughs> me. yeah I, I i mean i was just gonna like uh text you because i figured your wife was gonna see it like night of so i'll just uh, text you to see if it was any good yeah well um i mean we talked about so my theater got bought out by amc so they're in the process of switching their systems over so reserve seating is not available for beauty and the beast so oh no it's gonna Thursday's going to be wild at the IMAX. Let me tell you Ooh, what. I'm going to have to push there. little old ladies down to watch this thing. <laughs> Do it. Live stream it on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. So, all right. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, thank you, everybody, and we'll, we'll catch you next week. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I was making the feature image the other day, and I was like, what the fuck is that noise? So, all right. <laughs>